0: Welcome to the Dildoorks Dorky Discourse on Sex, Dating, and Masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I usually end up giving at least one person a sex toy as a holiday gift just because I have so many of them around. (laughs) Who are you,
1: friend? I'm Billy Lohr. I'm a sex educator and porn maker. Um, And I I have ADHD, so I haven't considered the holidays yet, even though they're (laughs) less than a week away. I don't... Fuck it, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I actually
0: can't believe it. We're recording this a week before Christmas, and I know. I I keep being like, oh, I have to keep that gift in mind when I'm shopping for Christmas gifts or whatever. when I just see stuff online, and then I'm like, wait, like mm-hmm. that's this is the time. Like this is actually <laughs>
1: after the time. <laughs> it it is in fact. It, it is that's okay. My boyfriend keeps mentioning things that they want. And then within 30 minutes, I look over at their phone and they're like ordering the thing. And I'm like, stop I don't want to like slap it out of their hand. I'm like, stop it Because <laughs> they're like, oh, that would be neat. and I'm like, that's a good Christmas gift idea. Make a note and then I look over. I'm like, put the phone down. Oh my God. <laughs> One thing I don't love
0: about being a sexual media maker during the holidays is the amount of press releases I have received that use a ho 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 pun. Oh We're like, God. literally, it's just the joke is just ho and it's the things Santa says. It's just it's such a why? Why? I, uh, uh,
1: Christmas has got to be one of the worst holidays that companies try and make sexy. <laughs> like, it's so true. Like, just just leave it alone. It doesn't have <laughs> to be. It's fine. You you have Valentine's Day in like two months. That's your Black Friday. Just hold out. (laughs) Don't make this one about you. It's okay. It's all right.
0: (laughs) Well, we're doing a listener questions episode that's all holiday themed. And that actually makes me want to skip to a question that's later in my list, which was about... Mm -hmm. Holiday themed role plays, because I feel like a lot of times these ho 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 jokes, they're in press releases, mainly from like lingerie companies who are making sort of Santa themed lingerie, which is Uh like cute in theory. Uh, I am wondering, like, is I'm sure it's somebody's kink, right, to do some kind of like Santa Mrs. Claus thing or something with elves or like, I don't really know.
1: Yeah. I listen, there's someone in the world who that is like genuinely the thing they're excited about, right? Um mm-hmm. I've been doing this too long to be like no one's into that. <laughs> um and I think more often like there is a larger percentage of people that like excuses To do a sexy, silly role play or to spice things up or to do something interesting, right? Mm -hmm. And, oh, it's Christmassy. What if we have Christmas-themed sex is, like, (laughs) an easy way into that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, (sighs) Yeah. it's an e- you know you get the it's an easy excuse to get a cute lingerie and like be like oh this is special occasion sex now which means we get to do something slightly different from our regular routine and think about it slightly differently and if that means cheesy Santa roleplay things, fine. If that just means red lingerie with the th- stupid white fur trim or whatever, <laughs> because it makes you feel sexy, fine. I probably shouldn't call it stupid if it makes you feel sexy, whatever. You, just, you know, um, cool, great. But I think it is more uh, a low-hanging fruit to make things topical and an excuse to think creatively about sex than it is someone's, like... Specific thing. Yeah. Although... That's not to say – like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, but could I make a sexy Christmas role play? I could come up with something. Let let me pitch uh, you.
0: Let me pitch you something a little Uh bit darker,
1: uh a little bit – Thank you. uh, You know my speed.
0: Yes. (laughs) I'm thinking about a situation where maybe someone hasn't been able to pay for gifts that they really need for their Mm. family, and so someone else is like, well, there are other ways that you can pay besides money. And then there's, Mm -hmm. like, stakes, and it's dark, and – that feels very almost fear
1: play-esque to yeah. me yeah yeah love a good extortion blackmail style <laughs> of role play like that yeah. that kind of stuff is fun is fun for me um i also think there is something like the the the, the role plays around the fairy tale of christmas is like i don't know whatever um but There is something fun and kind of fraught with just the wholesomeness of Mm -hmm. Christmas. I'm just going to blow past the wholesome pun. Um, All the jokes, all the jokes are available. I'm not touching them. Um, (laughs) There is, I'm sure, some fun to be had in the idea of taking something that is typically very wholesome and making it sexy in whatever way you want to, right? Like... And I think that is a lot of what the fun in sexy Santa things kind of stems from. Mm -hmm. That like corruption of innocence adjacent stuff.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of the holiday themed roleplay ideas I can come up with are the kind of thing that I would only really recommend for couples who know that they want to kind of be silly and be giggling through a lot Mm -hmm. of it. Like, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times people want to do role plays because they want them to be sexy rather than funny but there's definitely still people who like them to be silly and fun and funny and that's totally fine i could see it being very campy
1: people not not you or anything never
0: (laughs) i mean (laughs) says the improv
1: nerd there are some people out there who like to laugh during (laughs) sex i don't know
0: I mean, yes, called out. But I don't I don't think that this particular thing is for me. I think I just there's something in it that just crosses wires that I don't want to cross like about childhood memories of sitting on Santa's lap and stuff like that. It's just not hot in the ways that I like things to be hot for me. But uh, yeah, you know, I I respect the attempt.
1: Yeah, I just have too much uh Christmas retail stress. I don't right. know, Christmas is d- I have no no fond memories with Christmas at this point. It's dumb. I want it to be January. Just <laughs> ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There is there is some fun to be had in it, like going home for the holidays type stuff. It role plays as well. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I'm like thinking about versions of the the hallmark christmas movie type thing right going to the small town and hooking up with either someone from back in the day or you know some uh, wholesome farm i don't know i don't actually watch the videos <laughs> i just I, there's a vibe of them yeah. um that could probably be played with and again like turned in a in the darker note if you wanted to but that's just not I'm just like, ugh,
0: Christmas. (laughs) That's actually a perfect transition to a question we got from a listener, which was, is hooking up with people when you go back to your hometown for the holidays a good or bad idea? And I love this question. Like, I feel like it's something that I've heard a lot about especially from my American friends who like maybe have Mm -hmm. moved to New York or L.A. from a smaller city. And and I've never really had this experience of like going home for the holidays because like I've been born and raised in Toronto and my parents still live here and I still live here. And so Mm -hmm. I don't really directly relate to this, but I could definitely see how it could be. A bit of a minefield in terms of like you're at your family's house maybe you're hooking up with someone who you knew from high school or from college or you know your your teenage job or whatever like somebody who's like mm. around town maybe you're kind of like regressing mentally into a younger version of yourself which is like for me definitely a problem during holidays. holidays <laughs> uh, maybe you don't have a place to hook up what do you think about this would you ever do
1: this yeah i i think it varies wildly on your circumstances right like you said there's a lot of things to consider there i there is certainly something fun in the opportunity to hook up with someone that you were into at some point and never got a chance to play with like the one who got away or whatever you want to call it right Mm -hmm. and like there are certainly people who Maybe I wouldn't be particularly attracted to them now or particularly excited about it, but if they were like, Hey wanna fuck, I'd be like, I'm yeah, just for past me shit. Like he'd be (laughs) mad if I passed this up. So like I gotta do it for him. I gotta like there's there's enough curiosity in the bank already to make this interesting. Mm -hmm. Um And I've definitely never. I haven't hooked up with anyone from like my hometown or whatever for for that circumstance. But there's definitely been sex I've had where I'm like, current me is less interested in this, frankly. But past me was deeply invested. So we're gonna we're gonna figure out how this goes for him. Um, (laughs) So like, I I definitely get the appeal in that case. I think there's also a lot of appeal in the like if you or both of you are traveling home. For this, the likelihood of it being anything more than a hookup is like pretty low, right? Mm -hmm. There's expectation that you're not going to be in the same city afterwards. And unless this is like some particularly romantic thing, you're not really going to be going in for long distance, right? And odds are, frankly, this other person is also kind of leaning into that, the one who got away feel or whatever, mm-hmm. right? They probably also, their life has changed since the last time you saw, y'all saw each other. Yeah. Um. So there's something fun in that, right? Uh However, location is very possibly an issue, right? And, like, I don't... What 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 kind of small town are we talking? <laughs> What's the gossip mill like here? <laughs> yeah. What's is are you causing more drama for future self or is it a thing that your family is going to be weird about or is it like uh, something that's going to be weird for that person who's staying in the hometown and you get to leave again, right? I can see any of those things becoming like complex enough to make it not Worth it, but that's really on a case by case basis, you know?
0: Yeah, I could see this going a whole bunch of different ways. I think that there's something that happens for me over the holidays where, because I'm spending so much time around my family and people who've known me since I was a baby, I start to feel disconnected from my adult identity in many ways. Like, I just lose touch with a lot of aspects of myself and like I live in a particularly like welcoming household I know that there are people for whom this is even worse who like literally can't like present as queer or uh Mm -hmm. trans or what have you um around their families but the fact that even I'm experiencing this type of feeling makes me think that a lot of people are experiencing it and Mm -hmm. I could definitely see having a little hookup helping with that because it's like oh you get to like go on an adult date and you know yeah. flex those muscles a little bit in a time when you're probably not doing that although at the same time if you are hooking up with someone from your past maybe that would just make their regression worse I don't know mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah but I can see something valuable in like having a connection to the I don't know a more current and adults and like hopefully joyful part of yourself through that, right? a little Mm -hmm. bit of dopamine or whatever. Yep. I do know that, like, again, I haven't done this, but I am a person who, like, enjoys being able to, like, text with someone I quite like while I'm visiting family or something because I definitely don't feel like myself when I'm back home. And I do not love it. But I like having... uh, You know, when my partner comes home with me, that's helpful, but they are there with me, and it's not quite as much of an escapist thing as, like, texting someone who doesn't know any of these people and is just gonna distract me and remind me that, like, I'm a cool, queer, grown-ass adult who's built a life that I mostly like. Mm -hmm. And presumably that person is, in some way, a part of it.
0: A listener was wondering if we had any advice for staying connected in a long distance relationship when holiday stress and busyness is happening or you're staying with family. Mm. Uh, I think that honestly, like a lot of this type of advice would also be relevant, even if you're not usually long distance, because you may be apart for the holidays. And so you may be effectively long distance. And uh, my best tip for this is find a way to take a break during the festivities for a phone call or even just a texting convo like Mm -hmm. I don't know what your festivities are like but like usually with my family we do a brunch and we do a dinner and in between people might hang out open presents work on the dinner but they also might sort of take a time period away to themselves or just sort of zone out on their phones or whatever and Every year, I think, for my entire (laughs) long-distance relationship that I've been in, I've snuck away at some point during that time to find a private space to have a phone call with my partner. And sometimes we'll have phone sex, but sometimes we'll just catch up. And Mm -hmm. that really helps a lot and, again, like gives me a break from the version of myself who I'm having to play around family, Mm -hmm. which really helps recharge me as someone who (laughs) finds that stuff very draining um and orgasms are great for holiday stress like it's such a tricky thing because like as we've been talking about like it's not always the sexiest situation but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like taking your medicine you know like it really does help with your neurotransmitters like brightening your mood and stuff and so Mm -hmm. I think it's worth trying to fit it in if you can
1: yeah I I agree um I think Honestly, to take that more broadly, right, even not just the day of the holiday itself, if you are working in an industry where things get busier around the holidays, right, where if one or both of you have, you know, a family that you're doing a lot of holiday planning for, if there are kids in either of your lives, like neither of us, we don't talk about that much because I know neither of us encounter it, but this is probably a hugely stressful time for parents to mm-hmm. be coordinating everything for their kids while planning christmas for the kids right or whatever holiday you're celebrating um i so i do think planning somewhat consistent check-ins that are just opportunities for you to have one-on-one time is going to be really helpful if you can't do that you know if you can't do that daily maybe you're not partners that do that chat daily anyway right um Just knowing that you have something on the calendar coming up, at least for me and the way my brain works, is so much more reassuring than just knowing that they're going to get to me when they get a chance, right? Um, Even in a relationship where I know that this person is going to find time to want to talk to me again, I am so much more comfortable if I'm like, yes, they're going to find time to want to talk to me again two days from now at 6 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) yeah right um and if they need to reschedule that fine but just being able to think about when that's going to happen and when i'm going to get a chance to talk to them is going to be really helpful and i think like you said having an opportunity to step back from whatever this month is requiring from them and just be a person in a relationship with someone you care about is going to help you both feel a little bit more connected Mm -hmm. Uh similarly, I think like, yeah, we're all going to need to off gas stress and we're going to want to update each other about what's going on and whatever. But if it is easy for y'all to get lost in those kind of venting conversations, it might even be helpful to make a point of either cutting that off or having something else that you're like, we're going to get together and we're going to watch uh, we we picked, you know, five movies that we're going to watch over the next week together, or we picked, you know, this season of the show we're going to try and get through, or I'm the media boy, This is the, those are my examples. But, like, we're going to play this video game together, whatever, right? But something that is, like, we're going to not fucking talk about the stress or the holidays or the things that we're dealing with for x amount of time you know an hour of the two hours we have together or whatever right don't I don't want you to cut off the topic entirely but knowing that you have a time that you're not going to just accidentally talk about stress the whole time you're on the phone with them and not have a chance to like do something that feels like connection Mm -hmm. um, I think is probably going to be pretty beneficial
0: yeah, I think media is really nice for those times when you just have no fucking energy and you just you just can't because you've been socializing all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have an iPad Mini that I usually bring with me when I go stay at my parents' house, and then I end up just like watching stuff on that when I'm talking to my partner and sometimes it's movies and TV shows and sometimes it's porn as like foreplay to help us get into sex stuff Mm -hmm. more easily, especially when that's a bit of a struggle because you're stressed or whatever. Right. Um, I also think in years past, it's been very helpful for me to send and receive photos of like what's going on during the celebrations because, you know, my partner lives in New York and their family is in, New Jersey and so like I just feel very far away from what they're doing during the holidays but Mm -hmm. they usually will send me pictures of like just you know family or meals or what have you and that makes me feel a bit more like I'm there and I try to send back those same sorts of photos and Mm -hmm. you know when when I go to the bathroom I might take that moment to send a little update text if I feel like it or uh, take a quick selfie in there and send that um
1: I really thought that was that sentence was gonna end with nudes (laughs) and I just a selfie can be a nude selfie (laughs) like send a little update and I'm like of of your of your butt right (laughs) (laughs) butt (laughs) updates incoming (laughs) anyway just carry on it's fine
0: (laughs) and if your family or whoever you're with like know that you're in a long distance relationship Mm mm-hmm like they should be respectful if you're like, I'm going to go into another room and like call my person or whatever. But also yeah. like, even if they don't know or you're like not out to them or whatever, hopefully you're able to be like, I need some time on my own and hopefully they yeah. will respect that. That is what I wish for you.
1: How my family likes my partner more than me. <laughs> <I don't. laughs> I'm pretty sure I, we had strep throat for Thanksgiving and I like texted my family. I like got the test back the day before Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm I'm not coming home. Like I'm not traveling with strap. I'm sorry, you know. I, I'm not. I'm not going to make it. And they were like, Okay, we understand. Does D have strap? <laughs> they're not coming without me. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's amazing. I, think I was like, What? Yes, they're not coming either. What? <laughs> no, it's fine. <sighs> <sighs> but uh, anyway. Jumping off of what you said about pictures, like, I I do think it's really great to have pictures to kind of, you know, see what you're both experiencing and and feel a little more connected to where you are. And I think selfies are also just really grounding in, like, that feeling I was talking about earlier of, like, kind of connecting me back to the life that I generally have, right? Like. Seeing a friend or partner or flirtationship or whatever, I don't know, a human I like, seeing their <laughs> face or hearing their voice or whatever, will ground me in, like, the, the reality I've built back home and kind of feels like a, a thread connecting me back to real life out of, like, this, this, this weird time travel back to home that I, I, I can feel stuck in. Yeah, that was mostly a sentence. Some of those words <laughs> even made sense in that order.
0: you <laughs> said hearing their voice and that made me want to shout out voice memos. I feel like voice memos are such a good medium for when one or both of you is so busy or stressed that you don't have time for a phone call but you still want to Mm -hmm. feel connected because i find it much more connective to hear my partner's voice than to read a text from them typically yeah and you can send a voice memo like you know if you're going to sleep and they're still going to be out at their holiday party for three more hours you can send the voice memo they can listen to it you know maybe when they get home or maybe when they go to the bathroom or whatever whenever they feel like it and i usually like to send a memo that's like here's what happened Here's how I'm feeling. I miss you. I love you. I hope you're having a good time, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that that's nice.
1: Yeah. I love receiving voice memos. I hate, I do not send them. I, <laughs> people get videos back from me. I'm like, I, I I just I, I, I'm, it's weird saying this on a podcast. Something about only my voice as the medium, and the fact that they send right away afterwards, they stress me out. I mm. record a little video over here, and I'm like, "Thank you for hearing your hearing your voice here. You can see my face now." I mm-hmm. but I do love like I love getting them back, and they are really like you said. It's it, it feels a little more connected to hear someone's voice and. uh, It often feels like a clearer form of communication versus text. Mm -hmm. You get more of the nuances of what they mean and that sort of thing.
0: Yep, totally. And you hear in their tone that they still love you and they aren't mad at you. Because when I'm tired, (laughs) Uh my anxiety tends to ramp up and it'll be totally predictable things. Like, I think my partner doesn't really like me and is thinking about breaking up with me. And it's like, even if a part of me can say like, you know, that's not true. <laughs> like, you absolutely uh-huh. know that's not true. The tired brain has a tough time sometimes believing that and doing the sort of cognitive behavioral uh-huh. strategies to make me believe that that's not true. So it helps.
1: Uh huh. And when you hear their voice, I imagine you can hear also how absurd they find that concept, right? <laughs> Rather than them just typing it out, which is right. nice. Yep. And do you get all the like processy sounds while people are thinking about what to what to say and like phrasing mm-hmm. things and stuff? Mm-hmm. It's that I just I'm like oh, I can hear your brain working. I like that. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like we're both going to get a bunch of flirty voice memos after this because people are going to be like, oh, they like them. Hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <Poor> <laughs> <us>. <laughs> oh, no.
1: I hate that. Although I do. They do, They also do make me blush way more than anyone. Oh, text. they make me blush and scream and throw my phone. And it's the whole thing <laughs> I in cannot bed. handle that. I'm, I'm just like, oh, they're just, it's, my phone's just talking at me. No, it's fine. I feel fine. It's fine. I'm fine with
0: yeah. this. <laughs> Here's a listener question that's very close to my heart What's a good answer when my grandfather keeps asking me if I'm dating anyone every time I see him I'm not and I wish I was so it makes me feel bad I read this and I was like oh my gosh I so relate my Zadie is not with us anymore but every single time I used to see my Zadie he would go do you have a boyfriend which like first of all I'm bi you know this <laughs> like this is known <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think, like, what I took away from it generally was that he, like, wasn't really interested in anything about me, except if I was in a relationship, which is probably not true, but, like, that's mm-hmm. how it felt. And I did always find myself getting, like, more upset than I strictly necessarily should have uh, from that question, and I don't think he understood why it would be upsetting. Uh, and I usually yeah. – I what I would usually say is, like – nope like i i don't have time i don't want one right now like i'm too busy which you know may or may not be true but Mm
1: -hmm. i would
0: try to divert the conversation into my career or something else that i was proud of that i would like to talk to him about yeah um or i would just sort of make a joke like nope none of the boys know what they're missing you know and just kind of try to move on but do you have any suggestions for this
1: yeah i this is a tough one and it's not something that i've really encountered um but I do get why it could come across as like feeling like that's the only thing they care about whereas like I think from their perspective that is I don't know the thing that they feel I think for them they are looking for an opportunity to talk to you about your life right Mm -hmm. and like uh, you know, I don't know how much there is like a little misogyny at play here, where it's like that is the thing that romance must be the most important thing in in my granddaughter's relationship, right? right. Or, or my granddaughter's life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I, I don't know how much the, the would talk to male grandkids about that or whatever. Um, but. Uh, I think it is definitely an attempt to reach out to like connect with you about what's going on in your life. And I think your choice to like redirect towards things that you're more excited about is a good one, right? If you have a close enough relationship that you can be like... No, and it bums me out to have to say no every time like I yeah. do think that's a reasonable thing to say to someone who like ostensibly likes you
0: yeah um, <laughs> like I'll let you know
1: if I have right do. <laughs> like no, I'll, I'll tell you when it happens it'll be yeah. exciting right like but I you know uh, it's not a fun question to say no to all the time like I, mm-hmm. that's a reasonable thing to say and yeah. ideally someone would take that with grace Family's not always great at that. Older families certainly not always great with, at that. So I understand wanting to avoid that or worrying that it would come across as rude because I think older generations often find any sort of uh, n- slight back. criticism or not, yeah, not just appeasing them is read as rude, which is bullshit, but fine. It's not worth that argument sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think like a slightly gentler version of that might be to say something along the lines of no, but I'm more excited about X, Y, Z these days anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, even if you're not saying, like, I don't have enough time or making it like an excuse or connected or whatever, you can just say, nah, but I'd rather talk to you about this. Look at this cool thing that I did or look like at this. Because th- that is kind of appeasing their reaching out for connection, right? You are yeah. sharing something about your life, which is ultimately, hopefully, what they want, mm-hmm. right?
0: Yeah. I think the thing that really helped me most with this while my Zadie was still alive was mm-hmm. what you said about like, becoming aware of what his motivations probably were for asking the question. Because I mm-hmm. do think it's like scrounging for something to talk about. And also basically the question is like, are you happy in your life? Are there things going mm-hmm. on in your life that are positive for you right now? And so mm-hmm. if you can redirect it to something like that, I think that that's often good.
1: Like, nah, but I'm more interesting than any boyfriend could be anyway. So like, <laughs> ask about me.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. I have this... Memory that has really stuck with me of a time that I was at a family party when I was probably like 15 or something. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather asked me this question. He always would ask me this question Do you have a boyfriend? And at one point, I was taken aside by a female relative who was a few years older than me, maybe like five or six years older than me. And she was like, Just so you know, like Zadie also always asks me that question. And it's okay to be pissed off about it. Like, it's okay to Mm -hmm. feel like he's just like reducing you to like that's the only thing that matters about you and like I just want to affirm that like women do other things that also matter and like it's fine if you don't have a boyfriend and I was like I can't even tell you how much I appreciate like someone saying this to me. like it made me feel sane in that moment and uh yeah that was really lovely so I guess my tip there is like if you see this happening to other family members maybe like build a little allyship there (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, that is a cute little moment of solidarity, which also, frankly, uh, makes me think that it might be a decent opportunity to, depending on your relationship with other family members, reach out to either you know, this, if this is a grandparent, right, reach out to the parent that is their child, mm. right? Because that person can usually get away with a little bit more snark towards their parent, right? <laughs> right.
0: Like, be <laughs> like,
1: you know, hey, mom, can you call your dad in and be like, you need to stop, right? Like, can you call him in? Like, this is an internet accountability I process. love the idea of doing a call-in um, for your grandfather. Sorry, that's yes. so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, can you, like, mom, can you tell... It's grandpa that I just don't, I you know, tell pop that I just don't want to hear this. Like, tell him that that's out of line and I don't want to have this conversation, right? Yeah. Or even if, like, his, the, you know, this grandparent's spouse is still around, right? And right. maybe you're more connected with that person or whatever, right? There may be someone closer to a peer mm-hmm. that you feel more comfortable being a little straight with and they have a little more leeway calling right. someone on their shit right mm-hmm. because of whatever internal family dynamics you have going on there
0: mm-hmm. yep totally
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just still laughing about calling you and your grandmother. Call I, I don't know why that's so fucking funny to me. social justice this so like, pop this is
1: an intervention your questions are out of line like sorry Zadie,
0: you're being problematic right now <laughs> Like There's literally tears coming out of my face. That's so funny to me. We have to move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, A listener was asking about how to handle feeling sad as a poly person when their partner is bringing home their longer term partner for the holidays who kind of like has dibs, quote unquote. And mm. I, like they didn't say this, but I assumed from what they wrote that this is a person who's like not out to their family as Polly. And so that's why Mm -hmm. they can't bring home their, their other partner. And so this person who wrote in is saying that they're feeling lonely and sad and kind of rejected that they feel like, you know, their partner chose their other partner as the person Mm -hmm. to bring home. And uh, they were wondering if we have advice on dealing with that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a tough situation because like, they, they they did choose the other person to go home right what that choice means is not necessarily everything it feels like it means right, right. that choice is often made out of well i'm not out and uh, my family has met this one already and i don't want to say i broke up with this one so right. they're kind of grandfathered in right <laughs> Or, you know, this is the partner that I live with, or this is, you know, whatever. There are often a lot of circumstances at play that go into that kind of decision. And I, I'm i going to go out on a limb and say almost never that is, I like this one more. Right. I like this one a lot, so I'm bringing this one home. Like, I, I don't think that's ever the thing that's, you know. Um, but it can feel like that, certainly, and I understand why. I think one of the first more important things is to make sure that that is explicit and have that conversation with your partner, right? Like understand why the other partner is the one that's going home, whatever logistics are going into it, whatever, right? Make sure your partner knows that like, no, this is bringing up some feelings for you, right? And that they don't feel great, Mm -hmm. right? That's not going to fix it, right? But intellectually knowing that your feelings are coming from particularly a place of feelings and not because you have been wronged practically out and in the world, I think is a helpful distinction to have, right? Mm -hmm. I think part of that process, it is probably also helpful to recognize within yourself what parts of this you're feeling upset about missing out on, Mm -hmm. right? Is it that it just feels like you're a lower priority because going home for Christmas is a coupley thing to do and the other partner gets to do it, right? I mean, that you're not going to necessarily get to fix the feeling of going home for Christmas, but maybe you plan a Christmas holiday together with your partner, right, and an opportunity to feel important in that sort of way, you know, an opportunity to celebrate the holiday together. And also, maybe you create something else that makes you feel important and like a priority in their life. Right. Mm -hmm. Whether it's something new that you start doing or something that is already a part of your relationship, but you just have an opportunity to highlight it right there. Right. I don't know. Like uh, if DS is a part of your relationship, maybe you're wearing a collar for a chunk of time that like reminds you of your significance to them. Mm -hmm. Right. I think if it is about like getting to meet family the, the being out thing is complicated, but I don't know if there is an opportunity to meet them as a friend at a different event, right? Have some sort of, you know, your partner host a dinner and you get to meet them and maybe you don't get to say you're a partner, but like there is something valuable in, in getting to meet the cast of characters of your partner's stories and things, mm-hmm. right? Getting to put a face and a personality to like, oh, that's where that trauma came from, right? That makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like right. there, there is some value to that. And if that's what you're missing, like maybe there's a way to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think identifying the pieces of it that sting the most and finding other things that you can do to to soothe that wound a little bit and like smooth over it the as best you can it's going to be helpful there's nothing that's going to be a perfect substitute for this it's gonna suck you're gonna feel some feelings about it there isn't a solution that makes you not feel any feelings about this if especially if you're already encountering feelings right um that's fine like that's it sucks it's it's not ideal it's okay that you're going to feel these feelings though and you got to give yourself space for that too you can't just look for solutions to make those feelings go away cuz there aren't going to be any this is a very specific circumstance and you're not going to find another one to one that you can just replace it with and make everything all better you know
0: yeah i think that's all really great advice i also think this might be an opportunity to think about like is it possible for them to come out at some point and are they Mm -hmm. willing to do that? And like, maybe think about a timeline for that because Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I do think that to some extent you may have to manage your own feelings about it, but you shouldn't have to do that completely alone. And it is also totally valid to want your partner to be proud that they're dating you and to be telling people in their life that they're dating you. Um, Mm -hmm it's tricky because there are situations where it's close to impossible to come out to family, especially if stuff like money or housing is involved, but Mm -hmm. I could see it being a a catalyst to at least have that conversation about like if they can come out at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll also say in terms of the actual days when like you are feeling alone and wishing that you were at an event that you're not at, I think It's been really useful for me in non-monogamy in general to plan things for myself that I actually look forward to, whether it be Mm -hmm. meeting up with a friend to watch a favorite holiday movie or just watching it by myself. Or one of my favorite things to do around this time of year is a sort of year-end review where I'll read all my journals from the year and kind of assess what went wrong and what went right this year and what do I want more Mm -hmm. of next year? What are my goals, my ambitions? And that can feel like a really positive act of, like, self-care and investing in my own future, which Mm -hmm. can sometimes counteract those feelings of loneliness or rejection to some extent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: One listener was wondering, are Christmas and New Year's, et cetera, good times to propose to my partner? And something that I've heard often, which I typically agree with, is, like, holidays or birthdays or that kinds of thing is not necessarily the best time to propose because then they're all combined and so like you you miss out on having like another day to celebrate with your partner but also Mm -hmm. if god forbid things go wrong with this relationship you could be reminded uh every year on Christmas or on your birthday or on New Year's or whatever of that proposal that happened and of the fact that the relationship failed and it's just such a conspicuous date to pass that Mm -hmm. personally I would rather be proposed to on a day that's just its own day doesn't have anything to do with anything else but what do you think
1: yeah agreed I like I find it weird that it is kind of a a, I don't know that trope is the right word but it's a thing that people get proposed to on Christmas and New Year's and I don't understand why (laughs) because like yeah I don't know it's why are you like why are you making Christmas about you first of all (laughs) (laughs) other people like you know yeah. Um, everyone else is celebrating Christmas and now we gotta celebrate your new engagement which like, fine, but we're here for the pre- I don't, but I just yeah, I, I feel like why would you condense two celebrations because like, okay if you're proposing to someone who loves Christmas they're excited that it's Christmas let them be excited that it's Christmas and a week from now two weeks from now, because a week from now be fucking New Year's two weeks from now <laughs> Let them be excited that you're proposing to them. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, I feel like it's just inherently better to spread out the the nice things and, like, plan an interesting and cute proposal and go on a cute date or whatever. Like, don't just be like, Christmas is the theme for this proposal. Here you go. (laughs) You know, it feels like you're cheating. I don't know. It's just, to me, I'm like... Why not make a point of making a whole thing about a proposal? Like, if you're going to go through the effort of proposing, make it its own thing. Don't just loop it into another holiday. Uh, Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would say in my mind, there are maybe three situations in which I can see this being a good idea. And obviously you do you and your life is yours to live. We're just Mm -hmm. giving advice on the internet, which you are free not to take. But one situation is you're together with maybe this person's family for the holidays and maybe their family doesn't get together very often Mm -hmm. slash doesn't have the money to be able to assemble for. I know sometimes people like to do immediately post-proposal, like sort of surprise dinner or party or something with extended Mm -hmm. family Or even just immediate family to sort of celebrate the occasion. And so if you're already together for the holidays and you know that that's not going to be an opportunity you're going to have very often or ever, like, I could see doing that. Yeah. Another thing is if you're going on, like, a trip for the holidays, like, to an interesting location, like, it is nice to have a cool location for a proposal And for people to kind of be in vacation mode mentally, I think that that could be nice. Mm -hmm. And then also, like you said, like I think if someone is like really a huge fan of Christmas or of the holidays and those times really make them happy, maybe they would like to be proposed at that proposed to at that time. I just wouldn't do it like on Christmas or on New Year's. Like I would just pick a different day in that zone, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I could see definitely doing it around that time, like you said, to take advantage of a lot of those things. Like logistically, sure, there are definitely reasons that that is the time that makes sense. But if you have the benefit of choice, I just feel like a propo- you're only going to get to propose once, right? Like, presumably to this person <laughs> at least. <laughs> yeah. Like, make it an opportunity to, like, I don't know, make it its own thing and make it special. Don't, yeah, I don't know. Don't just... There are three presents under the tree, and one of them's an engagement ring. How neat! I don't know. It just <laughs>
0: <sighs> right. We have time for one more question, and uh, this is going to sound like we're fishing for presents. It's really kind of too late for that in terms of shipping
1: times. But don't, don't, I was don't, don't, curious. Don't say like, that. Don't, That's just don't, true. Yeah. I'll, 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 listen, if you can get presents, I'll take it's a okay present if they I'll to take the a present, yeah <laughs>
0: I was wondering if there's a sex-related holiday gift of some kind that you would be genuinely excited to receive.
1: I this is such this is actually genuinely like a tough question cuz we're both like we have so much weird sex shit over the years. I mean like the the one thing that is still very much on my sex accessory wish list is a fucking machine Mm -hmm. because they're fucking expensive um but it would be genuinely useful for work things and for fun things but also like I would use that a lot and it's a thing that I wouldn't actually be able to get my hands on particularly easily right um so certainly that but in the more realistic realm I think These days, the things that I am most excited to receive are generally weird impact implements, Mm -hmm. like particularly novel things that I like look at and I'm like, oh, that's terrifying. I want to know what it's going to feel like, (laughs) right? Or like if I haven't seen it before, um, usually things from like indie makers and that sort of thing, like usually particularly mean things because I'm like this, um... Those are the things that genuinely get me excited. I I got a lot of dildos, I got a lot of vibrators. I mean, sure there are a handful of cool things that'd be like, oh neat, cool. Like that's you know, give a fantasy cock that's like a cool shape or interesting colors or whatever, and I'll be excited about it, but I don't I don't know that I'm that I'm asking Santa for any of that this year, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Weird impact toys are often a gift that I get really excited about because usually mm. they're handmade, which means that they're one of a kind, they're special, they're a conversation piece. Yes.
1: <laughs> I just flailed dramatically. I'm sorry the, the this is an audio medium. No one knows, but I did remember the thing that like, no, the thing I would be most excited about is, um, a chastity cage for my bits that, <laughs> yeah. um, I don't love the chastity belt situation, the, like, ye olde-looking things. They're fine. Meh. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, But River Queer Leatherworks makes a leather chastity device that is, like, a leather strap that would go kind of in the spot between my thighs and my bits, right? There are two leather straps that go on either side, and a bunch of, I guess... C-shaped, right? U is a little too sharp, but little um, metal bars that go mm-hmm. between all of them to create like a cage that covers across your beds. And it's just leather and steel. You hook it up with like a leather belt or a chain belt or whatever to kind of latch it around your waist and hold it in place. And it is gorgeous. And like g- the the only genuinely sexy chastity device for any bits that I have ever seen and I need it and that 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 is what I want for Christmas anyway I fully cut you off but I remembered it existed and it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me in my life so
0: no, specialty handmade items yeah like yes great to give someone a gift related to a kink that they're interested in getting into and haven't really tackled mm. that yet for myself personally, in addition to weird impact toys or just like interesting handmade impact toys, I'm a big fan of practical gifts that really upgrade your quality of life in some way. Like I love a mm. like cozy socks or scented candles, but in terms of the sexual realm, I would really love to receive a giant bottle of my favorite lube. Uh mm-hmm. sutil rich which is the best but it's pretty expensive like the biggest bottle size I think is approaching $50 here which is it's just mm-hmm. it's more money than I'm gonna ever spend for myself on lube because like I get sent enough lube that I really can't justify buying any but it's like it's not my special lube that I like the best <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I'm just a snob mm-hmm. about it so that would make me very happy
1: <laughs> yeah well and that's what's good about gifts is like that I think that's one of the things that makes a good gift right where it is something that like will genuinely make the person smile, but they're just not going to spend the money on it themselves, right? Mm Because that's the tricky thing about buying gifts for adults with, like, adult money is that, like, you know, if I really wanted a thing, I'd just go get it, Mm -hmm. right? For the most part, you know, I'm I'm relatively broke. That's not always true. But, you know, Mm -hmm. if if there is a thing that you want or need these days, we just kind of go get them as Mm -hmm. grown-ups. So I think that is a really good kind of a brainstorming point for like deciding gifts right is like what would they want but they would just have like more important things to spend their actual money on yep totally
0: all right that's it for now I think we won't have any new episodes until the new year but I don't know we'll figure it out we're flying by the seat of our pants on scheduling always so who knows Mm -hmm. I think we we'll still probably, we do have our end
1: of year wrap up.
0: Yeah, we, we usually do. like to do like a summary of the last year in our sex lives and sort of looking ahead sexual goals. So we'll do that probably early January.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but just wanted to say before we sign off for the year, we truly have the best listeners in the world. Love all y'all. You're you're so sweet and interesting and weird and just love you and i hope that your holidays are as good as they reasonably can be given the circumstances mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: sweet interesting and weird is really my favorite category of people i, I agree yes <laughs> fucking delightful yeah great
0: i have been kate sloan you can find me online at katesloan.com i also have a weekly newsletter Most recently, I wrote about why I think the stretch in between Christmas and New Year's might be the flirtiest time of year, especially in pandemic times. Uh, You can read that for five bucks a month at katesloan.email. I also hope so. Yes. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. If you want to buy a cool gift for your sex positive or queer or kinky friend, you could get them one of my books. I have two books out. One of them is 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do. The other one is 200 words to help you talk about sexuality and gender. They're really cute, really pretty books, great for gifts. Uh, did I say follow me on Twitter and Instagram? Girly underscore juice? Who knows? Now I've said it. Where's your stuff?
1: I'm Billy. You can find all my porn, information about my workshops, and all the things I do over at BillyLore.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at BillyLore and at BillyLore underscore. If you want to buy gifts for me there's a link over at billylord.com I mean buy gifts for your cool queer kinky friends and things too I suppose but like also me maybe um (laughs) (laughs) together with the dildorks we're at thedildorks.com and at twitter and instagram at the dildorks Most importantly, you can go to patreon.com slash the dildorks, throw a couple of bucks our way, help us keep doing what we're doing. I think recently we had our best month on Patreon ever, which is pretty exciting. Um... At $6 a month, you get to come hang out with us in our Discord, which has got, like, lots of clever sex nerdy people in there. They're great. We love them. And for $12 a month, you get access to our Patreon-only bonus episodes, which are super fun. We're planning on recording a new one in the next couple of days, and uh, I think we should have some some fun stuff to talk about. Uh, Last one, I, I just talked a whole bunch about a water sports porn shoot that I did recently, and then somehow started talking about how I'd fit two fists inside me, which, like, yeah, we can pretend that was relevant. It's fine. It was a good time. We had fun.
0: I want to thank our top tier Patreon supporters who we shout out every week. Nat, Amelia, Amy, MB, and Stabitha Christie. We really appreciate your support. Thank you also to Protodome who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy who did our logo. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye.
1: Bye. I want you
0: in the morning. Let's Cozy sock or like uh, uh by the way, I mean I'm gonna say that again because it sounded like I meant one sock and that's
1: not what it is. It's just a single sock. Um it is maybe the first thing to come to mind for them to like, they, they're none of those are words. Hang on. <laughs> um, but something about like corrupting this thing that is usually very family. It is usually very. Um, hang on, my cat's throwing up over there and it's just going to be on audio. <laughs> and we just, I'm over here talking about role play. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: she's fine. okay. Yeah, she is. Um, if you see tears streaming down my face, something, uh, in the, like my allergies are causing my eyes to water a lot right now. So I'm not, I'm not crying. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Mm. Sorry. I'm eating an orange peel. (laughs) Snacky. Um, we have time for one more. Sorry, the peel. Yeah, (laughs) it was the garnish in my cocktail. You can eat it. It's edible.
1: Especially when it's soaked in booze, that makes more sense.
0: Right? Yeah, it softens <laughs> up a little. I know I'm weird. I know I have this yeah, like a... text convo with MB from earlier in our relationship where I was like out drunk with a friend and I texted them like, "I want to eat the orange peel," and they were like, "Don't!" Like you can suck on it. And I texted back, I was like, "I ate it." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
1: that's that's the extent of your bratting, right there. That's <laughs> as bad as you get. <laughs>
0: Only because I was very drunk. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I have it in. anyway, Jesus uh, Christ. Um <laughs> what? Why do you do this show with me? Uh, okay.
0: Because I love you and you're smart <laughs> and you say good things.
1: Um, <laughs>